The Women's Fund for Scotland is Scotland's only dedicated fund for women and girls. I'm Susan Morrison and this is our podcast where we talk to inspiring women improving the lives of those women and girls today. Katie is here to tell us about a community-led group, Kairos Women Plus. They create a loving culture for the women and girls who see this as an opportune moment for change. So let me see if I've got this correct, Katie. Is it, it's Kate, it's how do you pronounce the name? Is it Kairos? Kairos. Kairos, um, lovely. Yes, Kairos. So it's an ancient Greek word um, that was chosen by our community because it means the opportune moment for change, which is that time when everything comes together just right and you feel ready for something to be different. That's an awful lot of meaning to put into one word, isn't it? Yeah, they did well, didn't they? <laughs> Well, as I say, the Greeks have got a word for it, and they generally do. And But also, that's an awful lot of expectation to put into one moment, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. I think I think what um, they were hoping for was something that really represented what Kairos was about, which is it's um, about potential and, and being able to think about your life maybe differently for the first time um, and experiment a little bit and try new things. That's something I'm very keen on because people tend to do that when they're teenagers and then stop doing it as they get older. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. (laughs) So as an example of that, uh, what what is it that you you do that helps people to explore their potential? Yeah. So um, at Kairos, we're all about creating space for women to come together because we feel like the most exciting things happen when groups of people get together in a room. Um, So we put on creative projects um history projects and we have social change groups we have food projects so at the core of all of those is about social connection and being able to come together with people that might have different experiences to you be from different walks of life Um, and it really is about experimentation what do i want to try um, and be able to try it in a safe environment Um, so yeah we're really all about creating space for women to come together and think, what's next? What do I want to do? And how can I be involved in a community? Those are big questions, big steps to take. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What did the Women's Fund for Scotland fund? What did the funding help you do? Yeah, so um, for us, the Women's Fund for Scotland funded our Kairos Kitchen project. It was a project that um, we'd not managed to um, get off the ground because of COVID. So um, the Women's Fund was able to fund us to deliver um, two blocks of 10 sessions in person um, that was focused on um, women from different places in the world coming together to share recipes from their own home country. So it was about recreating a feeling of home in the kitchen um, through sourcing recipes and ingredients that maybe we wouldn't come across in Scotland. And it was for Black, Asian and minority ethnic women. Um, and it was just such a magical project. Um, the smells that came from that kitchen every Thursday were just magnificent. Food was made from all over the world and, and the women led the, the session. So whoever's recipe it was, um, a different woman would lead that session, share the recipe, share a story connected to that food. So it was very special. That's such a great idea. <laughs> I'll bet the food was brilliant as well. I bet it just didn't smell good. I bet it tasted good as well. It was amazing. And it, it led to them catering some of our events as well, because the group were um, really excited about the project. So um, when we had other groups on with the wider community, they would cook um, a bit of a feast. So we had um, dal made from India and we had Nigerian jollof rice that we served to the whole community for um, an evening meal. It was beautiful. Oh, that's, there's something magical about women 
coming together to cook, isn't there? Yeah, I think it just brings people together. And, and as soon as you start eating together around a table, it doesn't matter where you come from, what your background is, what you're worried about being judged for. It just all kind of falls away and you can just eat good food and chat about anything. <laughs> there's, there's, that, there's also that thing about women working together because they talk to each other whilst they're working, don't they? Exactly, yeah. I think we all need to sometimes have something to distract ourselves to be able to connect. And, and cooking certainly does that, being able to prepare all the vegetables. And, and the great thing about it is there's a goal as well at the end like by the end of the session you've produced something and you can um sit down and eat it together and think do you know what? i did that maybe i've not done everything i needed to do this week or this day but i've done that and it's satisfying i'm speechless with admiration because i can't cook <laughs> <laughs> and if i if i go into the kitchen my my son looks at me in a nervous way and says what are you doing here and i usually beat him retreat. so you you have this this fantastic experience and, and these fantastic women coming together. How do you, how do you get these women in to the embroidery mill into into your fabulous kitchen there? Yeah. So for this particular project, we um, went out to different groups across Renfrewshire. So um, there's a number of groups that work specifically with BME communities, um, and we went to go and meet those communities and find out who was interested in cooking. Um, and then just through word of mouth, really, it, it kind of over time we just filled the room, and we had a, a few BME women already part of our community that wanted to get involved. Um, so it just kind of happened quite naturally. And then what we did find over time was that um, we had quite a few women who were seeking asylum um, that were living in one of the local hotels um, that weren't able to access any cooking equipment. So they were really keen to get involved in the project. So it's actually taken our work in quite a different direction. And we're now looking at potentially doing some more work with um, women seeking asylum and trying to tackle the um, what we would call a deeply unjust system. What a fantastic way of getting them out of those hotels and into the community. That's, that's brilliant. And you said that from this um, from this this project, it actually kind of it seems to have taken on a life of its own. I mean, they, they were catering for events for you. There was just something I think about being able to be together in the kitchen. Um, that really sparked off something in a lot of people's minds. So some of the women that, that were part of that project have, have started volunteering with us and um, we were lucky enough to secure some more funding to keep the project going um, and to expand it a little bit. So the, the funding that we got from the Women's Fund was really um, life-changing for, for a lot of our women because it, it gave us the opportunity to pilot an idea and to see how it would work and to experiment. And now it's grown arms and legs. <laughs> so you went from women who came in just to cook and not just to cook, but to cook, to help out, to communicate to women who now want to go out and volunteer and work with their work with communities, bring more in. Well, uh -huh. congratulations, but you're almost like a victim of your own success there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although it's a mag magical thing having more women um, on our volunteer team because it's, it, it means that when new women come in, they can see women like them volunteering and in positions of power. So that feels really important to us too. It sounds as if these projects actually change the organisation as you go along. Yeah, well, because we're community-led um, and, and that means that the, the voice of our community is at the heart of what we do. Um, we're always open ears to any learning from our community and, and we really don't believe that we're the experts. We believe that we all have an equal voice. Um, so not even that as members of staff that we know less, but that we all have an equal say um, in how the organisation evolves. So this project was a big part of that because we had a, a big gap when it came to um, BME communities coming to Kairos and we really wanted to be able to engage with more of those women. And, and this project enabled that. It's been a wonderful experience. It's really refreshing. You actually look upon change as a, a beneficial thing to your organisation. You're not trying to hold it still at all, are you? 
No, I think the one thing that we don't want to change is the feeling. So um, we want it to feel like a welcoming, loving, kind space. Um, but we don't necessarily want what happens within Kairos to stay the same because, you know, society is changing all of the time. The needs within our community is changing all of the time. If we stayed still, we wouldn't really be meeting the needs of the people that live around this area. So, yeah, we always want to be dynamic and changing. But that's a really interesting lesson that you could take to other organisations, don't, don't you think? Sometimes they do... They they could just get a wee bit stuck in their ways, but you could perhaps show them ways of not being afraid of change. I guess so. And I, and I guess that, that again comes from our community led approach, because um, I think if you've not come from a place of being community led as an organisation, it can really um, be a challenge to bring that in at a later date. But because we've um, had the voice of the community at the heart since the start, it means that there's no way that we could evolve and grow the way that we are without the community voices. Um, and I think for us, we don't believe that there's, there's people in authority and in power at Kairos that are able to know best. I don't believe I can make a decision fully and completely without going to the community and saying, do you know what, what do you think about this idea? What should we do next? And we do that from everything from funding bids through to our strategy, to our values. Everything goes to the community to say, do you know what does it need to be? What's, it, what's working for you? And, and and also working with especially with women from all these different backgrounds, they must each bring their own experience, their own their own life story with them. That must add terrifically to what you're doing. I think the best decisions can be made when there's people around the table that are from all different walks of life. Because I only, if I just took myself as an example, I have one life experience. Um, my perspective is one perspective, and just because I'm the um, perceived leader of the organisation, that doesn't mean that I know best. Um, and different people from different walks of life will be able to come in and tell me different, tell me things that I've completely missed that I've never thought of. Um, and I really want to listen to that and be curious to learning. That's such a refreshing thing to say to someone that they admit that, oh, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> um, you work with all these women from diverse backgrounds. That must really shape what your future plans are going to be. Do you go to them to look for plans? Yeah, we do. So um, we're just about to start the process of um, a community consultation um, where we put out a survey to find out what women want us to be doing over the next two years. Um, and we do that through going into our groups and sitting down with women and getting them to answer the questions. And we also set, put that out online. So that's really to discover what do they want to be happening, particularly in this cost of living crisis um, and post-COVID recovery world. Um, what, what do they need from us that we're not doing just now? Um, and we also work very closely with our volunteer team and do lots of community planning sessions. Um, and we have a trustee subcommittee too, um, made up of volunteers and women from the community who influence the direction of Kairos um, and they take on the consultation. So they lead the consultation work. It's incredibly dynamic. I mean, what, what are the, the key issues do you think for you going forward? The cost of living crisis has been a major reflection for us just because it's not only impacting some of the women that we might usually um, expect to be impacted by changes like this but through our whole community so our staff team are being impacted by the cost of living crisis we all are um, and the organization as a whole we're thinking about how we can adapt the way that we bring in an income to think differently about how we maintain our organization going forward and I guess um, one of the big things I always think about is how do we maintain the loving culture that we have? And that's an ongoing question that's always in my mind. So although that I wouldn't call that um, the biggest 
challenge. I think it's a constant question that I'm asking myself um, and making sure that we're all asking, how do we maintain this beautiful culture um, as we grow and change? Um, and we do a lot of talking about that to make sure we can maintain it. Going back to the Women's Fund for Scotland, um, I mean, did you find it easy to approach them? Did you find that their help significant? Yeah, um, so I was really keen when when we first started drafting, because we've only been a charity since 2021. Um, and before that, we were a project. So um, when I first started looking at funding, the Women's Fund for Scotland was um, near the top of my list because they they seemed really approachable. And it's, it's very difficult to access women-specific funding. So... Um, I found this fund really appealing because it, it was really open, transparent, simple. Um, they, they didn't make the process too complicated and I felt supported throughout the process too. Um, yeah, a lot of enthusiasm from the fund and I love to see that. I mean, it's not just the, the funding though, that, there's, that is what you just said, that, that network of support as well. Mm -hmm. That must be valuable too. It is, yeah. And, and things like this, you know, coming on a podcast and having things that are a little bit different to get involved in has been really valuable. Or the money itself um, enabled us to, to trial an idea and, and to use our experimenting approach to try something that the community were really desperate to see. So it really allowed us to get that off the ground um, so that we could approach other funders to say, look, we've done this. This, this is what we've achieved. Can, can you help us move to the next step? So basically the Women's Fund for Scotland was being a trailblazer. So you could say, look, they've funded it. You should be getting on the bandwagon as well. Cause well they... Exactly. So Katie, there's a kind of there's a kind of loop in this then because um you're in an organization which has received funding from the Women's Fund for Scotland, but one of the things that appealed to the Women's Fund for you was the fact that you could one day be helping to fund other organizations. Was that something that appealed to you? Very. It really it really appealed to me because um what it offers is um the someone like me could build my skills and confidence when it comes to grant making. It's a really opaque um, sector. It's really hard to understand. And I think offering something like that, being able to involve the community in the work and make sure that the community voice is um, driving change. And, and, and just closing that loop again. Yeah, exactly. And, and that would be such a, such a great skill to have you on board as well to see how it was all done. And, and you're right, funding does sometimes seem so opaque. It, it, it's great. The Women's Fund for Scotland is very transparent. Did you know that only 1.8% of funding goes to women's organisations? I did read that from the Women's <sighs> Fund. Yeah, it's a disgrace really, isn't it? When you think of it's 50% of the population. And so you would expect a little bit more money. Mm -hmm. And we seem to be the ones that are doing all the fundraising as well. I don't know about you, but I used to go fun running. I don't know why they call it that, Katie, because there's nothing fun about running, quite frankly, <laughs> especially the chafing, but we shan't go into that. <laughs> Can I just take you back, if you don't mind, um, just going right back to the beginning, just just once again, the definition of the name, because I think it's wonderful. So we're called Kairos Women Plus, and Kairos means, um, in ancient Greek, the opportune moment for change. So that moment when the conditions are just right for you to want to make a change in your life. Um, and that was chosen by our community because they felt it matched what we were trying to achieve. So how does, how does a woman decide now's the time for change it's a good question so some women arrive knowing that that's what they want so some women might come to us and say i want to volunteer i want to give back i want to gain these skills other women might arrive in crisis something might have changed for them um something significant it could be retirement it could be a mental health crisis it could be domestic abuse 
um, and they feel ready for something to be different after that. So, for example, um, one woman came in a few weeks ago and she said, I feel like a hermit. I've not been out of my house um, to do anything for years. Um, I can't even go to the shop anymore. Um, and she'd made it. She was sat next to me and she was in the building. And I think she's in the building right now attending a course. But the thing that I find so overwhelming about moments like that is she's in front of me. She's telling me this story about how she can come out of the house. And she's made that change. She's walked through the door. So for some women, it's just a simple act of, of being in the space that is the change. Um, and for others, it's more about, you know, I want to gain these skills. I want to do this. I want to learn this. Um, and it tends to evolve. So someone like the woman I just mentioned over time, she might start to attend groups like she is just now and, and build a confidence. And then she might think, do you know, what? I quite fancy volunteering because I've been helped by this organization, but I really want to help other women that were like me. And that is just what happens. So another woman that's in the group with her just now came in a really similar circumstance and now she's a volunteer. Um, and she's been volunteering, leading a group for a lot of years for us. Um, but she came in in a very similar circumstance. Um, not having gone out for a lot of years and been completely socially isolated. So it's again that circle, that loop, that being able to see, do you know what, there's potential for change here. I, I love the way that you define change as well. It's not that huge, big, dramatic thing. It's just coming in. I noticed on your website, uh, you've got quite a big emphasis on just coming in, just having a cup of tea. There's no pressure on people because in fact the change is just them coming through the door, isn't it? It is, yeah, and and we we really want a low pressure environment because we know what a big deal it is for a lot of women just to come. Um, so we so we want them to feel safe enough to come to a group that you know might be full of people, but for them to be able to just sit at the edge and do some colouring in or have a cup of tea or and people will check in to see how they are, but nobody will think any differently of them if they don't join in any conversation. We love them just for being there and being present, and they know that. Well, can I just say that Kairos and its loving culture should be everywhere. Thank you, Susan. I believe exactly the same thing. I would love that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Katie. That was a lovely, loving culture. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us and listening to this story. I hope you've been inspired. And if you would like to support the Women's Fund for Scotland, search for us online and listen out for our other podcast episodes.